And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, we are lucky enough to be joined by one of the greatest welterweights there is walking the planet right now, a man who is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu phenom, a master, a guy who has dominated great fighters in the UFC octagon. We're talking about Durinho, Mr. Gilbert Burns. How you doing, brother? Thank you. Doing great. Doing great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want I want everyone to know before we start this interview, you and I were supposed to fight. Oh, yeah. And and you you had put out a press thing saying that the reason why you wanted to fight me is because I'd never been submitted and you wanted to submit me. Come on, buddy. You gotta do that to me. Why did you gotta say that? I don't even remember. <laughs> yes. but I he, said, he said, because he's never been submitted and I want to submit him. I'm like, this guy, the one thing I have going for me, man, was I'd never been submitted. Luckily we did not fight. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to get he was at number seven at the time. Yeah. He was chewing knowing the UFC. They offered me a say for sure. Yeah. Fight. For sure. It's an easy fight. <laughs> not easy, but number seven. Yeah. Not for sure. I get it. I get it. I understand. How in the world did you used to make 155? Oh my God, that was Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that no. the only thing that, that that I have good from that was the mentality, you know, because I never missed a weight in the UFC. Yeah. But was it was dumb but tough on the same time, you know, making me a little tougher. But I got a couple of times at 180, 182 to make 155 on the fight week. You know, so, you know what's cool. funny is when our fight was called off, I think you still fought. I can't remember who you fought. But... I fought Cow Cowboy Oliveira, Alex Oliveira. Okay, Cowboy. and that was in Brazil, correct? Yes. yes. <clears throat> so uh, Bob Cook and Koscheck, I think, were down there, and they ran into you, and they yes. said – they said, how the hell is that guy going to fight Josh? <laughs> like, he is, he's enormous, man. He's so big. There's like no hold way. On, hold on. Dave, pull that up. You've got his, you got his sheet here. Pull that up real quick. That <laughs> yes. fight in, uh, look how far, look how long far? it was. Because I remember oh, yeah. that fight because I was there working that night. 14 and or 15, I, right? 2015 or 14. Geez. And I swear to God, I remember I, I looked at you and I said, how in the world is that dude at hundred making 155 Crazy. pounds? Because you were just built. I mean, I was like, it was just, just not, it's not fair. I mean, Oliver was taller than you, but I mean, he looked like a rail compared to you. That was, that was a crazy week. Not healthy at all. Eh? Oh. <laughs> Look at this guy. Crazy. Look at this. Who is that guy? Who is that guy? Look how skinny he is. What is this? <laughs> Look at that. Uh, Stratus, the whole thing, man. Uh, Looking right. good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Gilbert, you, you have had some incredible fights in the UFC. Yeah. And, uh, when you look at everything that's going on right now, you are getting yourself ready for a fight against Jack uh, Della Maddalena, big time striker, a guy who's got a lot of hype behind him. He's had, you know, he's got a great record, but you're a guy sitting way up here in the top five, and he's a guy sitting way down, you know, 11, 12 right there. Why is it that you agreed to take on that fight? Uh, there was not a lot of a lot of options. That was the first thing, you know. No one on the f top five was available. Uh, like uh, Kamaru, back then they had a fight. He, he was fighting Shavka. He don't know if he's gonna move up on the way. And then we had Shavka just forced two injury, 
And then uh, Bilal Muhammad's fighting for the title next. Colby just fought. And then a couple guys that had a fight lined up already, like Ian Gary. Like Vicente Luke just got a fight, but he had a fight with Ian Gary. Uh, Joffrey just got that fight with Ian Gary. There's not a lot of names, to be honest with you. And then when they offered me Jack, I I knew, I, I, I don't know, I kind of felt that's going to be an upcoming guy. I felt, you know, it's going to be one of these guys that come in. And, uh, and because everyone might say no, you know, so when they offer to me, they know I'm going to take it for sure. It's a very risky fight. Huh? But, uh, I mean, it's good to test these newer guys, you know, the, the, these guys are upcoming, hungry. I like to, to I like to get tests against these guys too, you know, and I want to see if these guys on the on the top five level, you know, I fought who and who from this division from the last, what, five, six years, fighting the best guys there. Sometimes they offer me a guy, I don't know if they test me, like, like I don't know, if you still get, like, how he's going to do against this guy. I think they test both of us, and I just kind of love those tests, you know. What about Jack De La Maldana that gives you gives you ideas that he's going to be a tough fight for you? Because when I look at this fight, I think he's a tough fighter. I think he's he's aggressive. He fights hard. He's got good stand up, but he's not as well rounded as you. Like I've seen him chase guillotines over and over, put himself in bad positions. Like he can't afford to do that type of thing with you, you know. And when I look at what the way he fights, he doesn't always fight the smartest fight. And you being as you've gotten so good on the feet. You know, in terms of your striking as well as putting your combinations together, utilizing your jiu-jitsu with your wrestling and your top pressure, your submissions, all of those things is your one step. I don't know, so because I look at you as being one of the top guys and you've been there for so long, he seems like he's lacking he's lacking that level of where you're at right now. The way you put things together, he's not quite on there. What makes you think that he is going to be a dangerous fight? I think the, when when you get like six and no in the UFC, it gives you a little confidence, you know, especially the guys that he beat the way he beat. And uh, and I was on the corner against him when he fought in the contender series against a teammate of my Angelusa, mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of saw him super close, you know. I would, that was even a good experience nowadays. Remembering because that fight went to a, to a decision, but they. They fought each other super hard, you know. That was the first time that I saw Jack trying to wrestle a lot because he was beating Orange, but even though he was beating Orange, he still wanted to mix it up a little bit because Orange kept going forward, kept the fight on the feet. And I was there on the guy's corner, and then I saw, like, a moment that he threw a knee, and then he slipped, and then he got on bottom, and Orange was very... Like, Orange is a big dude. He was on top of him, and then I... And I remember me screaming, let's go, Ange, stay on top. Let's try to finish this fight. And then I kind of tried to get on Jack's mind. And I was saying, he's tired. Get on top now, <laughs> you know. He's he's slowing down. Now it's time for you to push. And I remember Jack looking at me, making the eye contact, saying no, and he got up. <laughs> and then when I see those type of things, I know that guy's not going to quit. You know, yeah. I know he was tough. So that what makes the makes me think that this fight's gonna be tough. It's just my mentality too. When I'm going to a fight, I I try to put the guy like I try to get my expectations against my opponent super high. 
if when they get there, it gets a little easier, it's a little celebration. Oh, okay, he's not that strong, but let's keep going. Oh, he's not. Oh, let's go. It, it kind of, I'd rather have that type of feeling than the opposite. That thing is going to be easy. And then I get there like, oh my God, I thought it was going to be easy. Man, that guy makes me, I don't like that feeling. So I want to have the opposite. So that's why I'm making that guy very tough. I agree with you. I think he does make a couple mistakes. I don't think he want to try to make that mistakes on me. Like, I hope he does, but I don't <laughs> think he's going to try to to fish a guillotine and be sloppy on the feet. I think he's going to be very aggressive in and out movement. I think he's he's to with the fight. I think his footwork has to be money. You got to come in with the good combinations, exit, or if you're in, you're punching. If you're not in, you use your footwork movement, getting out of the way. I think he's going to come that prepared, and I'm preparing for this type of fight. If you come in there, if he's like you, any other point of that, it's going to be a, a, a quick night for me, but we'll see. Um, that's why I'm expecting a, a very tough opponent, like a guy that's going to be 100% motivated, young, hungry, strong, confident, trying to apply his boxing, take down defense, should be on point. So that's the guy that I'm expecting to face. When you're looking at fighting someone like Jack, though, right now in the position, Josh and I talking about all the time, you're in that that no man's land that nobody wants to fight you, dude. Nobody is out there saying, you know, we, we hear all the call-outs all the time. No one calls out Gilbert Burns' name because you have such a dangerous background in that your ground game is an equalizer to everything, but it's your standup. Like Josh is talking about your standup has gotten so good that you've changed your entire way of fighting. It used to be, you would really be looking for those takedowns and trying to get the fight to the ground. Now it seems like when it comes, it comes, but you're never worried about it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I work so hard. You know, I've been, I, I love to work with Henry Hoof and all the guys here. Like, and we, we do a lot of sparring like that, you know, like sometimes on the sparring, they say, okay, today's going to be the only stand-up. And like me, that's how I got better. That's how Logan Stoley got better. That's how a lot of fighters got better because today's no takedown to save you. So you, you, you got to, literally, you got to learn how to defend yourself. If you got tired, make sure your hands are up, you're moving, you get in space. So I kind of like learn through that system to get better. And another thing, too, is sparring those high-level guys, like freaking sparring Jason Jackson and Impa Kasanganei, like another other champions for other organizations, freaking Michael Chandler. Like, he's not easy, you know, Vicente Luque. <laughs> so there's two options on that. You can freaking hide and, like, be scared, or eventually you show, you know what, I'm going to keep my hands up. Let me see now when I'm going forward, throwing bombs. Let's see how this guy going to do it. Eventually, you kind of get better. and uh, But I, I like to mix it up, too. You know, I think the jiu-jitsu, that, that's one thing. I just came back from Wagner, Russia. We had, like, a couple hard rounds in there, a lot of specific top, specific bottom, and then we get a couple rows. But I, I like to – that's the thing. Like, I, I'm trying to break down that, but that's that was my mentality coming to MMA. I don't want to be just Demi Maia, not – not saying talking bad about Damien, but I don't want to no. just, just I need the jiu-jitsu. I don't know. I don't want the need of my jiu-jitsu to a cage fight. Mm -hmm. That's why I try to develop so much of my striking 
but without losing the jiu-jitsu. Got to a point that I kind of lost a little bit, but then I got to get back and grapple a lot and get those grappling super fights to, to go back to my grappling. But I don't want to be only a grappling fighter, you know. I think as soon as since the beginning, when I showed you Vitor Belfort, and then when I start punching, he always said, bro, you have a knockout power. And then I said, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> but I thought he was just making me feel better. But eventually when I start training and when I was knocking those guys out in the in in, in the practicing with the big gloves, and then I'm like, oh my God, I actually can hit hard. So how are we gonna benefit on that? And then training with hearing all these guys that got better and then I don't need a takedown. I'm gonna looking forward to on this fight, but a couple of fights I, I feel that I don't I don't need, you know. How much of an ego check is it? Because I had to go through it a little bit, but I know guys that at your level of jujitsu, there's a little bit of an ego check if you want to get good at striking because you have to put your jujitsu to the side, knowing that you could take these guys down, knowing you could sub them any moment. You've got to put all that aside and step into their world of like a Jason Jackson or a Vicente Luque and go, okay, look, this round I'm just gonna stand. Ah, oh, it's not going to go my way, but you know, you could probably take him down and dominate, but how much of an ego did you have to check and how hard was it for you to go through those, that learning curve? Bro, one thing that I, that I learned through my experience in jujitsu world and MMA, I got to leave my ego outside. When it came to the gym, when it came to practice, my ego doesn't come easy. Yeah. I checked that ego. When I'm there, I'm there, <laughs> I'm there to get better and make those guys better, you know, and then. It's a freaking MMA. It's not an easy sport. So sometimes I, Jason make me better. He make me humble a couple of times. I make him humble a couple of times. But it's just like, like he was just saying, like, bro, I would just, I would just, I just became a champion, world champion, and I'm here for two weeks. Try to don't get out of shape. Three weeks in the one month, and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm out of shape already. I need to go back." <laughs> so it, that room is very easy to to like to get humble. You, yeah. You're gonna get humble. The when you in shape, when the last three weeks for a fight, most of the guys are flying. They, oh my god, like everyone is super sharp. The last three weeks, one week after the fight, you rest up, you go back, you relax. One week, second week, bro, that fight's already in the past. <laughs> now it's. it's now these guys are in a better shape. Now that guy, now you're like, oh my God, I gotta I gotta work to do. So that's my mentality. I always have work to do, you know, and and uh and the ego, I always check my ego. I gotta get better no matter what, I gotta keep improving. Those guys are studying my fights, they study my my habits, they study everything that I'm doing. So I, if I don't get better, they're gonna catch up, you know. So we gotta we gotta keep working, keep getting better, grappling wise, wrestling wise, striking wise. Sometimes I go down, make a trip to Miami when I don't have to help the guys. When I have a little free time, I like to go to Miami. There's a lot of Cuban guys there. It's good to have a good round of boxing with these guys. They they make you look stupid. They know they're so fast. They're so good. <laughs> they're so good that if you get something in there, you don't need to, for sure, they're not, they don't try to kill me. Mm. On the body, they try to put me down. You know, those guys are good. They don't try to knock me out, but they come hard. And I always learning something, you know. I think that that's always a rule to learn. And as I keep that mindset of, of trying to learn every time, I'm I'm gonna keep getting better. What what is it like? Because at Killcliff, you guys have just an incredible stable of great fighters. And the and the thing that's amazing is in the 170 pound division, yes. which is your division, you have got some just remarkable talent. 
in that camp. And one of the guys that's there is a guy who, you know, he's your teammate, but he's also a guy that's vying for a title shot in Shavkat Rachmanov. What is it like to have someone like him, you know, there? He's your teammate. You guys train together. I've talked to Jason Jackson about him. Jason calls him the boogeyman. He, he goes, oh, that's the boogeyman. You know, very tough. How, how is that working out? Would you ever, if given that opportunity, would you say, hey, man, this is about business. I want to be the champ. You want to be the champ? Or is it not? We, we train too much together. That's not something we're going to do. We're going to fight, bro. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I love it. There you go. Not, we talk about already. You know, we, we, we don't, we just don't want to make any fight. You know, if it's, we're going to try to push for number one contender fight or a title fight. If it's for number one, if it just, oh, we need a main event for this fight night, like, nah, no. If it's, <laughs> if it's something behind, for sure we're fighting. We already talked about it. The only guy that is too close to me that I will never fight is Luke. You know, Vicente Luke is, a, is kind of yeah. like a brother of mine. But all the other guys, you know, we, we're making each other better. But if he happens to fight, we're going to fight. How hard is it, though? Like, because some of you guys are managed by different managers, and then you guys are all into one pot and one melting pot. But the training, do you guys kind of shy away from each other a little bit, knowing that there may be a potential fight, or do you guys just automatically just train all together and then make the decision when it comes? We train all together. You know, I spar with Ian Gary multiple times. I spar with a, I spar and I grapple a lot with Shavka. Uh, is is Ian Gary still with you guys? Because no, he he left. He's in Brazil. He's more a shooter box with the guy that Charles Oliveira. He's over there. He was here, but I I don't know. I just feel like because he was fighting Luke, they, he started talking a little bit. I don't think that he's gonna come back. It's nothing for sure. I just don't think, mm -hmm. but uh, I'll fight any one of these guys. And we train with each other, you know, it's just like, we all like to get tests. I think that's the good thing, you know, like, Shavka is a striker, the striking day, I'm going to ask for Shavka, you know. Oh, he's a grappling too, the grappling day, I'm looking forward for him. And, and we all the same, you know, it's just like, we want to get better. Like, if we end up to fighting, we're going to fight in the fight. And... I like I lost to Kamara when we fought. I I won him so many times and I lost to him so many times in the training room that it doesn't count. It, we never fought. I lost, but it could go either way. The way I see on the training, mm -hmm. he's so he's so high level. It's like all little details matter. So I don't think that that says too much, you know, I think uh, just because we train together doesn't mean we're going to beat you when we fight, you know, like he, he, the fight is a whole different thing from, from the training. The, let's, let's talk about the one fight that everyone was just, they were hyped about it. And it, you were the guy that was, I want that fight. And that, that was the Chimaya fight. And Josh and I were talking about it earlier in that, it was the third round of that fight that showed everything about who you are as a fighter and that in a fight that a lot of people up to that point were saying, this guy can't be beaten. And you were the one, yeah, you didn't walk away with the win, but you did in a lot of ways because you proved something in that fight and you pushed him to the point where he was struggling. He was in trouble and you were coming on. And if that fight would have been another round, 
it might have been a little bit of a different ending. But how did what did you learn of yourself in that fight? Uh, I didn't learn much, to be honest. I knew that already. You know? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. All right, that's good. I knew it. Uh, I just, I think everyone got to know more of the things that I knew already. Me and the coach, honestly, I knew that already, and uh, and I just like, I like that Jack fight. It kind of gives me a little bit of that too. When people, I think I'm the underdog in that fight again, and I love that. That's one thing that got me going. Henry already come at me, oh, you know you're underdog, and then that that I don't know. I just love to prove people wrong. Is one thing that I like very much. But at that fight specifically with 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 Shimaev, everyone was saying, "Oh, that guy's gonna walk through you. This is gonna be this and that." A lot of kind of media people talking, and I just like that. I, I don't know, I don't know why. I don't know why, but I just like that feeling when people kind of underestimate you or they. Or they they batting again. I just like that feeling, you know. I I think that's why I take these fights, you know, because I like that. But for sure, it's always a lesson, especially with the loss. Uh, what I try to think, what I learned. I learned so much on that fight. I but I it was just it was not a learning to be honest. It was a lot of confirmation the things that I knew. I knew it was gonna be tough. I knew I'm not gonna quit against this guy. I know it's gonna. I know. I knew I'm going to get in trouble at one moment. I knew at one moment that guy might take me down, might get in a good position, might knock me down. But guess what? I'm going to keep fighting. If I'm on the floor, that guy's in trouble. I want to see if you're going to try to ground and pound and stay on top of me. So we trained that so much. And uh, I just, one thing that I learned the most from that fight, a lesson that I took away from this fight, is to be a little bit more calm in the chaos, you know, because... You got a couple moments on that fight that I couldn't hear the coaches. I couldn't hear anything. It was super loud. A couple of times I was hurt. That arena was insane. It was super. It was the loudest arena I ever fought. And uh, I, I, I was talking to myself the whole fight. And those, I was just trying to stay calm. You know, just like, hey, relax. You got this. We're going to fight. And then he got hurt. Okay, he got this round. No problem. We're going to keep fighting. So I remember my, my internal talk to myself was very strong at that fight and was just a big confirmation that, that who I am as a fighter. You know, I'm, I'm just going to fight. There's no quitting on me. There's one fight that I've always wanted for you. And they, I want to just know, has it been offered to you? And what's your take on this fight? Is I want to see you fight Colby Covington. <laughs> I asked for this fight so many times. <laughs> so many. <laughs> To be honest, I don't even want to ask anymore. After that loss, I don't. I I just for sure I think it was a lot of credit from Leon Edwards, but I just don't think the guy's not the same anymore. You know, I don't think he. I me looking at the guy, and I be in that position before that I was hurt that I wasn't find the way, but I just don't think. That, again, that's that's not a fact. That's my opinion. I don't think he was trying as hard. I, don't, I think it was very hard. All credit for Leon. That guy was tagging you with good shots and everything. But I don't think he kind of, I don't know. I don't think he gave it all. You know, I think that's that's why he left the way he left. That's why the talk is a little bit different. 
I don't think inside of him, I don't think he's kind of like, okay, I lost, but I try my best. I don't think he has that inside of him. So what that that's that's my take on that fight. What's your take on how come it seems like after every time he loses, he tries to fight someone who's in their forties? <laughs> he's funny. He's calling out Stephen Thompson <laughs> now. And now Stephen Thompson's forty years old. He wanted to fight Maz at all. Like he seems to go when he loses, he wants to try to get the the guys that are older. Yeah. Yeah. That says a lot about the guy, right? So uh maybe maybe know. he'll call know. you out in three years? I maybe three more <laughs> three years, more right? Years? We'll make that happen. So <laughs> I don't know, bro. Not 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 much good stuff to say about the guy because like even if you're trying to compare like Connor, bro, Connor talk a lot of crap, but the only way people didn't eat him alive is because he back it up every, not every single time, but most of the time he became a champion talking crap. Yeah. So people now, now you guys gonna gotta take it because he became a champion talking shit. <laughs> but these guys, the opposite, he never became a champion. He kept talking. He, he just a little insanity, but it is what it is. People like it, so <laughs> I don't mind. What 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 do you think of, you know? It's really gotten to the point where the trash talk has gotten to the point. It's not even about yeah. the fight anymore. It's not about you personally. It's going into, you know, families yeah. matters and and th things beyond. What do you think? Of I mean, your that? kids were almost involved in a brawl, right? At the last. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, how nice was that, Sean? Can you guys just scoot over a little bit, just yeah. right over here, please? I mean. <laughs> It's, it was actually cool for him to kind of do it. He kind of gave me a little heads up. He said, I don't like this guy. They put us too close. I said, yeah, but it is what it is. He said, if I do something, I'll let you know. But I thought, I don't know when the guy said that. I, I don't know. And then he laid, like, right now. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and then I pulled the kids. Luckily, nothing happened. But uh, I don't like the trash talking, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't. I think... I think we we gotta try to get on each other's head for sure. That that's the fight game. That 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 kind of I agree with. But we cannot go too far, you know. It kind of boundaries that that boundaries that that for me is the family. You know, you cannot go beyond the family. You know, for sure, I can go through you and say everything I want about you, about your performance, and about I can go beyond that, but not on the family. You know, I, I hate when people goes to. Ian Gary's family, or or Sean Strickland's parents, or this guy, I, I, I don't like it at all. It makes me now. I want that guy to lose, you know, just because he's he's going against the guy's family, you know. Well, one of the guys that you train with, like you said, like is a brother to is Vicente Luque. We talked about John and I earlier. We filmed our show. We talked about his next matchup with Sean Brady. Tough fight. How is how is uh, Luque looking? And also on top of that. What were the deciding factors when you guys were talking about him taking this fight? Why do you guys stylistically like this fight? He loves that fight. That, that was on him. I said, bro, if it's a tough fight, that guy's going to try to take you down, hold you down. <laughs> but he likes it. They, they, he, he was very happy with the fight. Whenever he lost the Ian Gary fight, and then he said, oh, I think I want to fight Sean Brady. He want to fight Sean Brady before the Ian Gary. Mm. And then like, but why Sean Brady? I don't think that's, that's a smart decision. He said, no, I like that fight. <laughs> He's been saying that. He's mm. so confident that I'm like, okay. But I think we got, 
we got like three to four guys at the gym that can do that game very well and get this guy prepared. I don't think it's an easy fight at all, but I do think if Vicente are able to control the, the takedowns, maybe especially in the beginning, and keep the fight on the feet, yeah, Sean Brady is in big trouble. Do you look if, at Do you look at yourself as being one of his main training partners for that fight? Because stylistically, you're sure. very similar to Sean Brady, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, stand-up. And then I also look at Logan Storley, can help him with the takedowns. Sure. Like that, you too have very similar body styles to Sean Brady and styles the way you guys fight to help Luke. Is that why he potentially likes this fight? Maybe, maybe I don't know. He said he likes to fight. I say, <laughs> I think, I think uh, another guy too. He's not as on the big organization right now. He fought Bellator once. He fought LFA a couple of times. Tyler Ray, mm -hmm. he he went up. Now he's fighting one eighty five. That guy is strong. Like I think even he's gonna be me and Logan for sure. But Tyler is gonna be the next guy. Gonna give him so many rounds because Tyler is kind of like not as not as flow as me and Logan. Me and Logan are not going to be too holding to one position. I'm going to, if that position is not there, me and Logan are, are looking for the next one. We're going to kind of chain wrestling, chain grappling more than I think Sean Brady would. But Tyler Ray is the one that's like, he's a 185. Now he went up to middleweight and he's very strong, you know, kind of like the same compact to very strong. I think he's going to have good teammates getting him getting this at the ready for this fight. When you look at your teammates, you have you have uh, Michael Chandler who finally, finally <laughs> might actually be getting a shot at uh, his red panty night with <laughs> Conor McGregor there. <laughs> when you hear that that fight's going to take place at 185, does that make sense to you? He does. <laughs> uh, these guys are funny. Like... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. My, Michael's kind of, that, that's his walking around the way, you know, he, he walks yeah. around 185. I don't know, Connor, 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 maybe after the injury on his leg, he went up, but he was never that big. He looks like 178 guy, 175 maybe. Uh, I don't know what to say, bro. These guys, they, they, Connor owns a little bit of the company, so he does whatever he wants. So <laughs> I, I guess, I guess he he asks and they say yes. I'm gonna get you back onto your fight here with uh, Jack Della Maddalena. After this, let's just say I'm I'm going that you're gonna win this fight, and we were talking about it earlier. And I think stylistically, you're a bad matchup for him everywhere. Um, the speed you have in your hands, the the grappling, the wrestling, the control, the submissions, all of those things. Like I said, I've seen him chase guillotines that could put himself on bottom. I don't think he's going to do that to you. But look, all these things aside, you get the win, you move on. In this top five or top seven, whatever it is, I mean, like, let's just put Shavkat to the side because you guys are teammates. Like you said, you probably don't want to fight unless it's for the title. Let's put that to the side. Vicente Luque, definitely not because you guys are like brothers. You've got this mix in here now. I could maybe see if, you know, if let's say Sean Brady was able to get the win, is that something you're going to look to try to redeem, you know, that, that loss or that, that, uh, that him beating Vicente Luque, or are you looking to try to get right up in there? Maybe a rematch with Kamar Usman or see who fights the, you know, the, the loser of Bilal and, um, Leon, if that's next. Uh, I'm looking forward after this fight, you know, for even, I hate to keep going back, you know, yeah. <laughs> 
I make one little mistake and go back. Like you'll find number eleven. Yeah, yeah that, number eleven again. It, it, uh, Hamza Shimaev was number eleven. They knew Magni eleven, and then then was Masvidal. He was not even ranked. I think when they fought him, and now Jack eleven again. Yeah. So. I, I want to fight forward a little bit once once in a while, you know. <laughs> I think once in a while it should be it should be nice to fight forward. So yeah, looking forward totally after this fight. Let's see who's gonna win. I, I, I think everything gonna gonna kind of lay up after the title fight. I think those guys. I don't think they fighting in April. Uh, Liam Edwards and, and, and Bilal Muhammad. I don't think they're gonna fight three hundred. I my opinion. Then if we next pay-per-view is, is what, Brazil, right? May? Mm-hmm. I don't think they fight in Brazil. For sure not. Why no. these guys going to fight in Brazil? So, there might be June or July that these mm-hmm. guys are fighting. So, after this fight, we're going to see. I don't want to make you no know, quick decision. I want to wait a little bit because I think maybe Shavka do one more fight, you know, and then I don't know if, if Balam Mohamed wins that fight, maybe a a rematch can be right there. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not looking past Jack first, but I do believe I'm going to pass him. And then after that, I will see. But I'm not looking for Sean Brady. I'm not looking for like Jeff Neely and Gary. I'm not looking for any one of these guys. I'm trying to go. This time, I'm trying to go forward. Can I ask you, you're, you're 37 years old. Do you feel like this is your last run? Do you feel like, are you on your last, how many fights do you have left on your contract? And where are you at in that establishment? I just got a new contract, so I think he got so many fights, maybe <laughs> six. six it's always a lot. On, it's always a lot. I know. Six so or, many. or seven fights on this new deal, so I don't know. I don't know. I love to fight, and uh, and I got tests here every day. Whenever yeah. I think I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I used to put a date in in a year. Okay, when I'm thirty six, I'm done. I'm already thirty seven. So shit. <laughs> I already passed that. And then I was I was trying to pull 39, 40. I'm not putting no dates, but whenever I'm not feeling like training or I'm getting beat up by Logan, Jason, Kamaru, these guys, I'm out. And then I'm like, oh shit, if I'm getting if I'm not if I cannot keep up with these guys right here, I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna even try to go there. But let's see. I I, I don't know if it will be my last my last one. I hope it's my last run and I become a champion. Yes. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. I still, that, that's the goal. You know, that's the main goal. I still have that desire on me to become a champion, to hold that belt. That's what get me going, to be honest with you. Whenever, whenever it kind of, it, it, it's just for the money, it's just for the fight, I think I might slow down a lot. But I still have that desire, you know. That's why I'm still doing what I do. I put a lot of work into this game, a lot of recovery, freaking cold plunges, sauna, hyperbaric chamber, training, 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 travel to Wagner's, go with this guy, go with that guy. Like, I, I still love that game. And then I put a lot of work. I still have that desire. Whenever whenever that fire goes down, I, I, I call it a career. But as of right now, I still got a couple of years in me. Gilbert, it's always about, you know, your career. And, and like Josh saying, you're on this second run towards the title and you're right there. Yes. I'm going to take you away from your title run. 
who is it that you enjoy watching? Who's the who's the fighter out there that you go, man? This is the person I don't miss one of their fights. So many, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta make a list for you. But yeah. uh, Alex Pereira is the one that always brings. He don't blame me for that one. Freaking guy, crazy. I will, I will, I will fight a lot of guys. Will, two titles, 11, yeah. fight, 11 MMA fights? My God. Crazy, right? I will fight so many guys. That dude, even though if, if we're thinking that one, might, I might get, but I don't want to fight this guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> a couple, couple guys that are like, um, I don't, I'm not fighting this guy. That guy was huge. When I look at him, like, oh, my God. And uh, But I like to watch Pereira. I like to watch Pantoja. He's another Brazilian mm. championship. That guy. Yep. Freaking guy go to a war like he don't stop. Uh, I like Justin Gaethje a lot. I like Max Holloway a lot. Uh, uh, I like I like Charles Oliveira. I like Arma Tisarukian. That fight's gonna be crazy. Boy, that's gonna be a great fight, yeah, huh? I like I like I like who do you, who who do you pick in that fight? Uh, wow. I think it's gonna be Charles, you know. I think I remember when Arma beat another Brazilian dude, uh, Joaquin Neto BJJ. Remember, yep. he fought this guy. He beat that dude good, but that dude hit him super hard and he felt that punch a couple times. Mm-hmm. And I remember Justin Gage he said he, saying something about Oliveira. He said Oliveira hit me that I like. I never get hit like that before. So I think Oliveira can find that chain, especially Armand coming crazy the way he thinks he will a first round knockout. And if he goes to the floor, even though Armand is a great wrestler, but that guy has so many submission wins that like he freaking finds the way, you know. So I got Oliveira on that fight. Close fight, crazy fight. Armand is good. That was a crazy matchmaking, but I, I gotta go to Oliveira for this. Well, you said Max Holloway is one of your bet, one of your favorite fighters, but then you talked about Justin Gaethje also. They just got matched up today for the BMF title. Tell me, who do you think? I don't like this fight. I like both <laughs> of these dudes. Tell me, tell me why? Well, wait, why so don't you like Josh, it? Josh, Josh said the I said same, the same thing. thing. He says I don't like that fight. I like both of these dudes and. Shit, I used to like Tony Ferguson a lot too. See what Justin did with, with Tony yep. Ferguson? Yep. I don't want him to, to try to do that with Max, you know, like, shit, he's going to be a good fight, but I just think, shit, might might not be a good night for Max, you know, and then I, I think just that guy's going to throw bombs and Max is going to be able to take it, but... That's not going to be good for him, you know. So the way you kind of see it right now, but I don't know. I don't. I don't like that fight. You know, just because I'm a fan of both guys. My argument was: is Max is 32. He's like left in this limbo of not fighting for the title until I, if Taporia beats him, beats Volk or not. But he's 32. He's still in his prime. He's a baby, if you think about it, right? 34, yes. 35. You're still yes. kind of towards the end of your prime. He's got a lot left in, and with a bad fight, if he if he takes a big, a, a lot of punishment, it could change the way he fights the rest Tony of his Ferguson. career. Yeah, comes a freaking Tony Ferguson. Yeah. I hated that fight. Yeah, I, I like the way I love the match making Arma versus Oliveira. I hate the one yeah. Max Holloway <laughs> against Justin Gage. Like, oh my god, yeah, crazy. But it is what it is. You know, it's the freaking fight game. It's not fair sometimes, and anything can happen. You know, absolutely. 
Well, I just want to tell you, hey, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being on the podcast. And thank you for representing the sport of MMA with the class that you have, the way that you fight all the time. You always put it out there. And it is our personal hope that you get that shot at the title here in 2024. You know, Gilbert, I'm going to come down to Killcliff one of these days and I'm going to give you that chance to give me a sub, okay? I'm going to come down to visit and give you that chance. (laughs) Uh, Come, come. Brother, I wish you nothing but the best, man. And uh, like I said, I've got you you winning this fight and um, I'm looking forward to seeing you fighting up from now on. And uh, I I hope the UFC uh, uh, sees the value in you fighting for the title here coming up, buddy. Nothing but the best, and uh, talk soon. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.